Hello, New Covenant Church. It's so good to see you again. Uh, actually, we can't see you, but it's so good to be with you again and to be able to share this time of worship with you, even if we aren't in person. Um, most of you probably know who we are, but just in case you don't, I am Jamie Levi, and this is... Uh, her husband, uh, Mr. Jamie Levi, or Jad. And we are the pastors of Trinitas Church um, in the greater Phoenix metro area. And we have a long history with New Covenant. Jad is a product of New Covenant Church and um, has been a disciple of Pastor Steve. And um, years ago, I took him away. No, just kidding. We got married and felt called to do something different. And so we've been on this journey with Trinitas Church for a while now. And so this morning, we're going to get the opportunity to share a passage of scripture and then uh, intertwine our own story and our own church, um, our own church journey uh, with the passage this morning. And uh, Pastor Jad is going to start us in that. Yeah, the, uh, the church that we've been leading um, is a church called Trinitas Church. Uh, we would say it's a collective of communities that are on mission, uh, working to bring heaven on earth across uh, the Phoenix metro and beyond. And communities on mission, the way that we talk about those is there are groups of two or more people uh, who are sent into a specific place in a people that they have a passion for. And we send them out as missionaries into these different spaces. And we say, hey, as long as you're doing one or more of these four things, um, you're a community that's on mission. Some of our communities are sharing life with people. Uh, they're building trust. Um, others are inspiring people to follow Jesus um, or, or doing the work of evangelism. Uh, others are helping people to grow in their faith or some sort of discipleship. And others are serving, um, serving others uh, selflessly. And uh, today, uh, we want to share on a topic that we are, are deeply passionate about. And this is really something that we have given our lives to. And it, it's as simple as this. It's the church that we see lived out in the book of Acts. So we want to talk today a little bit about the church that we see lived out in the book of Acts. Um, I remember when I first became a Christian, some of you might have actually uh, been at New Covenant at that point. Um, I became a follower of Jesus 10 years ago. I was filled with the Holy Spirit and my life was completely changed. And uh, within that first few weeks of following Jesus, I read the entire New Testament uh, in about two weeks. And I remember reading through the book of Acts and I remember reading and uh, seeing this church that was in action. It was a church that was, it looked like love in action. This church that had encountered the love of Jesus uh, the reality of Jesus and was so caught up in that love that they wanted to share it with others. And so they went into all these uh, different places, whether they were public or going house to house, uh, sharing their faith, serving others. And it was, it was, it was this life of devotion um, where the kingdom of God came first. And I looked around at, at churches across uh, Scottsdale and across Phoenix and we saw very little of, 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 the church looked very little like it did in the book of Acts. So this has always been a deep passion of mine and of ours. Um, and as we started Trinitas Church, um, our focus has always been, how can we live out this church that we see in the book of Acts? And today we're gonna to talk a little bit about that with you. Uh, Pastor Steve has asked us uh, to share a little bit from Acts uh, chapter 20. And uh, Pastor Jamie is uh, gonna read that 
and then share some opening thoughts with you. So Acts 20, verses 16 to 24 says this. Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus to avoid spending time in the province of Asia, for he was in a hurry to reach Jerusalem, if possible, by the day of Pentecost. From Miletus, Paul sent to Ephesus for the elders of the church. When they arrived, he said to them, You know how I lived the whole time I was with you, from the day I came into the province of Asia. I served the Lord with great humility and with tears and in the midst of severe testing by the plots of my Jewish opponents. You know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but have taught you publicly and from house to house. I have declared to both Jews and Greeks that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus. And now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Mm. Um, we would love to share a little bit of the story of Trinitas Church with you. And um, our, our church plant, planting journey started about five years ago. Um, after getting married, Jamie and I had lived in Peoria uh, for about a year and a half, and we sensed God calling us into the heart of downtown Phoenix uh, to start a, a missional church. And really from scratch, uh, we moved in. Uh, some people would call it parachute church planting. Um, others would call it uh, suicide. It's uh, another <laughs> term for it. Uh, it was a very difficult way to start a church. So we came down here by ourselves. We started uh, connecting with people, connecting with our neighbors, uh, sharing the vision uh, that we had for this church with our friends. And we had these very uh, missional hearts and we wanted to connect with people who are outside of the church. We wanted to connect with people who didn't know Jesus. And uh, we would go out and we would do these missional things in the community. Uh, connect with non-Christians, we would invite them back to this kind of church service thing, uh, like most churches do on a Sunday, but the dots just weren't connecting uh, for these people who didn't have a history of church, um, they didn't know that they're supposed to come to church on Sundays, and to, to break into their, their, their lives and lifestyles was just very difficult. And uh, so we say that we failed fabulously at church planting uh, for three years. We failed so well at church planting. I don't know that anybody's actually failed as well at church planting for three years as we did. And the miracle is, is that we didn't quit the church on the same day. Yes, that's true. We didn't quit the church. <laughs> I've quit the church, Jamie's quit the church, but we never quit on the same day. So we just kept going. Uh, but after about three years, we started asking a different question. And, uh, and, and we were ready to give up, we were ready to quit. We were saying, Lord, if it's not time for us to do this, we'll stop, we'll go do something else. There are plenty of things to do for, for us to do for you in the world. And um, we started asking uh, just a different question. And we said, uh, well, what if instead of doing this missional stuff and asking people to come back to this thing at the center, what if, what if we did this missional stuff and we started forming communities in those little places? And so we started sending people out and as teams uh, of missionaries into specific places with people that God has given them a passion for. And we started to see this movement grow. We started sending people into public places, into homes. And we have communities now in over a dozen different locations across the city and even beyond uh, where people are functioning as these 
uh, missionaries, very much like we see in the book of Acts. Um, some of these are meeting in public places, um, like the downtown Phoenix YMCA or a women's center, uh, prison on the Gila River Reservation, a drug rehabilitation center there, um, on a, a veteran center in South Phoenix, uh, all sorts of different places. We have uh, groups that are in strip clubs. Yes, we said strip clubs. We'll share a little bit about that in a second, so, so don't, don't tune away because you want to hear this story. It's a lot of fun. Um, but we started seeing God move as we follow Jesus in the, all the places that he himself was about to go. A total, a, a really a scattered version of the church. And we started forming communities in these unique spaces. And that's a little bit of our story and about how we got uh, started and, and, and where we are today. My turn? Yes, it's your turn. <laughs> it says it's your so, turn. It's got your name right there. No. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so um, it says in verse 20, actually, of the passage that we read um, already, uh, it says that you know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but have taught you publicly and, and from house to house. And so, um, you know, we love the church. We love the church in all its forms. Yeah. Uh, one of the important things and realizations that I think that we have come to maybe at different um, times in our own life and then even as a church, our, our, our idea of what church is and who we are as a, a people um, has really grown. And it's really important for us to understand that um, while Yes, we go to worship a lot of times on Sunday mornings in a building, but that's not really our identity. As the church, we are a people that has a purpose. We have a purpose in the world, and that is to live into Jesus' prayer uh, that is, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That, that's our identity. That's who we are. That's the mission that we have been given. That's the whole mission of Jesus coming into the world. And so we, as the body of Christ, uh, take, uh, take Jesus' lead and we live into that. And that's what actually makes us the church. And so when we think about um, this, this scripture, this specific verse saying um, that, that Paul had taught them publicly and from house to house, it kind of gives this picture of Paul gathering people together in a big way, maybe like what we do on, on Sunday mornings very often. Um, but also going from house to house. He was showing up and being present to people where they were. Um, that's really, to me, what this, this house to house idea is. It's this representation of Paul being present to people in their context, with them where they're at, in their homes, living with them. And so um, hmm. in many ways, that's kind of what we have started to do as Trinitas Church is to, to live that out and to be present uh, to people um, in the spaces that they already find their life, their community, um, their people, their surroundings. Um, we meet them where they are. And one really good example of this is one of our city missionaries um, that has joined us in the work that we're doing. Um, her name is Jen. And for a long time now, she's had this passion for um, really a certain zip code that's close to us in this downtown area, downtown Midtown area. Um, but she's had this passion for the zip code and very specifically with middle school kids. And she started to make a connection with these middle school boys um, and then started having them um, over to her home for spaghetti dinners and getting to know their families. And it's just been this beautiful thing to watch that especially even during COVID, um, 
She's been able to minister to entire families, showing up, bringing them food, loving on them, caring for them. And all of these kids are kids who have troubled lives, troubled, troubled histories up even until this point now. And um, they, have, they have lots of um, difficulties in school and um, with other things in their life. And she regularly is present to them. She shows up to where they are. She cares for them in their environment, loves on them. And over time, what has happened is now, um, she's just kicking off this next week, um, a, a, a gathering on Monday nights where she's bringing those families together in her, in her own home. Um, after pouring into them, being present to them in their environment, she's now able to gather them together and to, um, to minister to them, to pour into them, to share Jesus with them in this way. But it all stems from the idea that, it, it, the idea of house to house, she started showing up to them where they were um, in their context, and now she has this beautiful church forming. And we don't necessarily believe that God has caused COVID-19, um, but we do believe with all of our hearts that God is using COVID-19. Uh, he's using COVID-19 to mobilize his church. And uh, one of the uh, greatest, uh, our, our, our gatherings look very little, very much like yours. They probably look very little like they did pre-COVID. Um, but what we've been asking ourselves is what is the most loving thing that we can do in each of these different communities that we're involved in? What's the most loving next thing that we can do? And we've been doing those things and we've been seeing all sorts of different opportunities um, uh, come to fruition and things that we would have, we would, have, uh, would never have had the opportunity to do had it not been for COVID. So we're still on mission. It just looks different. And we're seeing this great opportunity. You all have an opportunity to love your neighbor and to find out what, what is that most loving thing that you can do for your neighbor. Um, and it doesn't have to be for the, the, the terror. Each of you has an opportunity uh, to love your neighbor. And uh, this is such a unique time in history, probably one of the most uh, greatest evangelistic moments of our time. People are asking more spiritual questions than ever. Google searches for spiritual things are up 700% since the beginning of COVID. And every one of us has an opportunity to love our neighbor and just the people who live next door, find out what's going on with them. Uh, if you don't know your neighbors, take the time just to check on how they're doing. Say, hey, maybe you don't even know your neighbors, but you have a chance to knock on a door and, um, and just to check in on them. See, how are you doing in the midst of COVID? Is there anything I can do to encourage you? And it doesn't have to be a deeply spiritual conversation, but maybe it's the start of something. We all have this amazing opportunity to love our neighbors. And um, you know, I think about some of these opportunities that are presented themselves. I, I shared with you, I was gonna talk to you a little bit about one of our city missionaries uh, named uh, Tiffany Fair. So Tiffany's a city missionary who's joined us. And uh, she has a ministry where she actually works uh, in the, with, with those in the sex industry. And so she has a team that goes into different uh, strip clubs around the city, uh, bringing gifts to the dancers, uh, bringing cookies to the staff, to the bouncers. And she's developed some amazing relationships um, with these folks. She's developing trust. She's serving them. She's sharing time with them. And who knows what God is going to do through this. 
Um, in a recent breakthrough, uh, there is a, a, a strip club owner initially uh, self-identifies as a Christian. We don't know how that works and we don't ask too many questions, um, but she's definitely a person of peace uh, to Tiffany. And uh, she said, hey, Tiffany, um, the girls uh, miss getting together. They're not dancing or not working because of, of COVID, uh, but they wanna get together. Do you think you could come in and do a Bible study with these girls? And uh, Tiffany's thinking, oh my goodness, what an amazing opportunity um, that's presenting itself and all happening through prayer, all happening through developing relationships is Tiffany is taking the love of Jesus into one of the most unlikely public places that you could ever think of or imagine. And uh, it can only happen by the power of the Holy Spirit and the grace of God. The other thing that I, for myself, especially wanted to point out um, from our passage of scripture today is um, the verse 23 where Paul is um, just had, has just said that he's compelled to go to Jerusalem and then he follows uh, that up by saying he doesn't know what's going to happen to him there um, but that I only know that in, in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. And something really important about, you know, whether um, you're at New Covenant or whether you're with Trinitas Church uh, working in, in the greater Phoenix metropolitan area, um, is that what is true for Paul is true for all of us if we're tru truly following Jesus. Uh, the Holy Spirit is speaking to Paul and saying um, that that there's this warning of prison or hardships um, that he will face. And that's because Paul is living into the mission of Jesus in the world. Paul is sharing the gospel. He's sharing the good news um, with Jews and with Greeks. And he's going to these places that the Spirit is leading him to go to. And as a result, he is encountering hardships, difficulties, uncertain times. He doesn't know what's to come because not um, everyone is receptive, not everyone is open, uh, not everyone is um, willing to be so generous as to let him share his, his faith and his belief um, in the way that he was. And people are threatened by it, people have fear from it. And, and the truth is, is that if we are in tune and we are listening to the Holy Spirit, that as we live into the mission of Jesus in the world, the same will be true of us. We may not be facing prison time, we may not face jail, um, but we will face hardships. We will have difficulties. There will be uncertainties. We will 100% be pulled out of our comfort zone. We will be called to go places or to speak to people or go into situations that are not exactly um, comfortable for us. They take us outside of what's familiar. They take us outside of what's easy. Um, and they challenge us um, in ways that are new and different. And as somebody who grew up in church and, and, and has, from most of my life, had this idea of church as being this place that was safe, that was comfortable when I went there, and was this place I went on Sundays or on Wednesdays to a youth group, and everybody I knew was there, and it made me feel, um, it made me feel safe and comfortable and um, like, um, like that was the place that I was known and it was easy for me. Um, 
somebody coming out of that, really shifting that mindset and understanding myself as part of this, this church that um, has a purpose in the world and is yes. called to live into the mission of Jesus really changed everything for me. And part of that for us was mo moving, moving into the place. We, we have three children and um, it would be very easy to be um, living elsewhere um, at this time, but this is where God has called us and we wanted to live among the people that we were ministering to um, as we were getting started and so we moved. When I think of Tiffany, when I think of other of our city missionaries who are doing um, the things that they're doing and living into this mission of Jesus, every single one of them is going into a context that is not necessarily safe, um, it's not always easy, it's not surrounded by a bunch of people who believe the same as them and are just affirming them and saying how wonderful they are all the time. They're challenging situations. And if we are the body of Christ and we are following the lead of Jesus, then we too are going to be hearing that voice of the Holy Spirit calling us to places that are not certain, that are not safe, that are outside of our comfort zones and um, will bring a challenge to us. And we need to be open to that. And for me, it's, I just feel so passionate about that because that was the change um, that changed everything in my own life, that seeing myself differently and understanding that going to worship and gathering with a group of people that we do feel safe and comfortable with is okay and it's part of being the church, but it's not the end of church. It's not the only thing that identifies us. We are a church uh, that has a mission and... Um, you always have a... You love uh, that quote, don't you? I, no, you love the quote. I but love the quote. <laughs> you love the quote, but I thought it was I a perfect time to share it. So why don't you share yeah. the, the quote? Yeah, the, the quote is this, and there are lots of people who have been attributed to saying, so I'll just say that I didn't originate it, because I don't know who did. Uh, it wasn't me, though, but it's, it's really good. And it's this. The church doesn't have a mission. The mission has a church. And this is a, a God-given mission. Jesus gives the Great Commission. He says, go and make disciples. Go. He says, go. Think of it as go leave the building. Go into public spaces and homes. And where can you take the gospel? And one of the things that oftentimes uh, stands in the way is, as Pastor Jamie shared, is our own comfort. Um, it's, it's, we don't want to give up our own comfort. There's some risk in getting involved in other people's lives, in our neighbors' lives. Um, there's some risk in that. And I absolutely love, I love verse um, 24 in the scripture. And verse 24 uh, reads this. It says, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. And he says again, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Um, God is gracious, that is good news. He forgives you of your sins. He forgives you of all the bad things that you've done. Um, he heals you, he heals your mind, he heals your relationships, he heals your body, he heals um, uh, you from addictions, he sets you free and there's good news in that, this good news of God's grace. The gospel is good news, um, and it's best shared through the context of relationships. So who are those people that God might uh, put before you to enter into intentional relationship? And COVID-19, this whole season, is creating the most opportune time for you to naturally 
get to know your neighbors. Who are these people who live next to you? Uh, to get involved in your coworkers' lives in, in new ways, to say, hey, how are you doing with all of this? Um, how are you? People are isolated. They're stressed out. Anxiety levels are through the roof. People are depressed, um, and understandably so. And I'm, I might be, have just described many of you. And so what would it look like for you to partner with another family in the church and to think about taking the love of Jesus um, into your neighborhood and let people get to know Jesus in you and pray for them. And you'll be so amazed at what happens. And the Apostle Paul says again, however I consider my life worth nothing to me, my only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. And if we can put the kingdom of God first in our lives, so that we, like the Apostle Paul, can say that my life is worth nothing to me. I'm gonna seek first the kingdom of God. And I guarantee that you are in for the greatest adventure, the greatest adventure uh, that you could ever embark on. And COVID-19 is providing this amazing opportunity for us. To, uh, Pastor Jamie, would you pray as we, we close our time? So I just wanna add one final thought as we go to prayer. You know, the, the whole book of Acts is really a picture of the scattered church. And in these verses today that we saw, um, Paul is going from place to place to place. And we see that he has these disciples that he has made as he has spent time in each one of these locations. And so we really do see this picture of the church that is scattered throughout. Um, but the only way we can actually live into the church that we see in Acts and be the scattered church is to be willing to be scattered to be willing to be sent out, to be willing to um, maybe even in our own lives um, be scattered from what's easy and comfortable um, and to be kind of strewn about in other places. And so um, as we go to prayer, I just want us also just to think about that. Like the only way to really um, demonstrate that we are the scattered church is to be willing to be scattered and so maybe there's something that Jesus wants to do in um, in all of our hearts this morning to even just give us a new sense mm -hmm. of being willing being willing submitting mm -hmm. to Jesus and being willing to go where he calls us to go whatever that looks like so let's pray come Holy Spirit Lord, we thank you so much for your goodness. We thank you. <laughs> we thank you for the gift, um, Father God, of your son, Jesus, and um, for the mission of Jesus in the world, that Jesus came, that he might set up camp with us right where we're at, uh, to live amongst us, that we might experience the reality of the gospel of good news that the kingdom of heaven has come to earth. And so, Lord, I pray that you would um, help each of us to be more sensitive to your spirit's leading, that we too would hear that call in our own lives and that we would respond. Make us willing, Lord, if we have um, our defenses up or fear is keeping us from moving forward in something that you're saying to us or something that you're calling um, us to, a work that you're calling us to, I pray that we would um, submit that to you. We would release it to you 
and to your power and to trust you with our futures. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would make us willing to be uncomfortable. Make us willing to um, not have safety and security be our, be our first and only driving um, thought that leads us in how we are the church. I pray that we would be a church who is um, willing to take risks, that we would uh, follow your lead and that we would be able to love our neighbors to the ends of the earth, whatever yes. that looks like. Yes. Lord, I pray that you would continue to, to scatter us, um, yes. that more and more people would come to know you and they would experience the reality of your love in their lives, no matter where they are. I pray that all of those church forsaken places around Phoenix and in Scottsdale and the greater Phoenix area, Lord, um, would be touched with your presence in some way as you continue to call us and we respond with yes and amen. Yeah. So Lord, lead us, fill us with your power, equip us, um, pour out your grace in our lives that we might be truly the scattered church and that we might live into your mission in the world. Give us a fresh vision of what it means to be your church, Lord. And um, by the power of your spirit, use us in the world around us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for being with us. Thank you for having us. Um, we'll, we'll see you later. Bye now. Bye-bye.